1: Goal Achievers, aka listeners of the Achieve Your Goals podcast, aka members of the Miracle Morning community, aka amazing, beautiful human being that you are listening to this. Hey, this is Hal Elrod, and uh, I am in the middle of a whirlwind tour to share the Miracle Equation, my new book, with the world. I just got back. I was in Brazil for a couple of days. The reception down there was unbelievable. If you've never been to Brazil, they are just like the most it just what a culture, what a what a community. They're, they're such loving, inviting, warm people. I had an amazing time in Brazil. I spoke at Adriana Santana's event and was uh, did a book signing. And my publisher presented me with a plaque, which I had no idea you might have seen me put this on social media. But uh, with the foreign publishing, you know, Miracle Morning is translated into 34 languages once or twice a year from each country. I find out how many copies we're selling. And otherwise, I I don't know. They don't report very often. And uh, if you would ask me how many copies of Miracle Morning were sold in Brazil, I'd say, I don't know, like, you know, maybe 50,000. I know it's done really well. My publisher presented me with a plaque that says, congratulations on selling 500,000 copies of the Miracle Morning in Brazil. And I about fainted, you know, in a good way. I'm like, what? We've sold 500,000, and the, old, the book's only been out for a few years, like half the time, as the original book in the U.S. So really, really amazing, and, and I had so many Brazilians come up to me and hug me and cry and tell me how the Miracle Morning has changed their life and for their family, and it was incredible. And, uh, and then I went from Brazil, I flew to San Jose, California, and uh, I just got uh, done there with Jordan Harbinger, a good friend of mine, of the Jordan Harbinger Show, one of the best podcasts on the planet, and then he introduced me to the mind pump guys. There's a podcast called mind pump and uh, they've got a huge, uh, following of, of really loyal listeners and fans. And so I went there and did, uh, their podcast, you know, they uh, Sal, Adam, and Justin, and Doug. There's so there's three guys that host. We're sitting on couches, you know, it's in person on video and audio, and that was really really fun. And then uh, now I'm in San Diego. I just got here to San Diego. Uh, I'm filming with Pat Flynn tomorrow, my buddy Pat, for his YouTube channel, and uh, yeah, just sharing the miracle equation uh, with uh, with the world, and it's uh, it's exciting. It's really really exciting that that actually leads into today. Yesterday I did the eventual millionaire podcast. With With Jamie Masters, and uh, Jamie has become a, a good friend. Her podcast, Eventual Millionaire, is all about how to become a millionaire and create a business and a life that you love. And so she wanted to kind of take the angle of like, all right, well, how does the miracle equation help you become a millionaire if you want or just become financially successful? How do you use the miracle equation to earn money, to create wealth, to improve your financial situation, to become a millionaire? So that was kind of the angle of the interview. And when the the interview was like an out-of-body experience, like I was just, it was like divine intervention. I don't, you know, some like I was. Channeling some higher power. I don't even know. I've never felt so inspired after an interview. And I said, Hey, Jamie, I don't know what your like policy is on this. I don't, I said, I can't imagine sharing the miracle equation in a way that is more powerful than I just did. I said, is there any way that I could use this, our interview and and share it with my audience? I think it would really be powerful for them. And uh, she's like, of course, you know, that would be great. So oh, yeah, super cool. So I'm excited, really excited for you to listen to this episode. I think it's one of the most beneficial, not just on how to use the miracle equation to become a millionaire. Like, yeah, that we, you know, we touched on that. That was part of the interview, but really, I think this interview was, will inspire you to just listen, please trust me. It's not very long. I think it was like a, I don't know, 30 minute interview or something, but I hope you feel about it anywhere close to the way that I do. Uh, and I'm usually so hard on my, you know, critical of myself. We're all critical of ourselves. I usually finish an interview and I'm like, ah, I messed that one up. I should have said
0: this. I should have done that differently. Why did I, I forgot to tell
1: the listeners about this. Right. And this particular interview, I just, I felt, yeah, I was, i'm speechless so i hope you enjoy it i really do this is a little sneak peek of the eventual millionaire podcast episode that you're getting to listen to as a achieve your goals podcast listener and uh, you're gonna hear a really powerful conversation between me and my friend jamie masters and i encourage you to if you're a podcast listener go subscribe to jamie's podcast over at eventualmillionaire.com she's a beautiful human being she is brilliant and uh, she has great guests. It's all about if you want to improve your financial situation, become a millionaire or a billionaire or a hundred thousandaire or whatever, she is a great podcast to tune into. So uh, love you and appreciate you, Goal Achievers. Hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you have not yet done so, um, please pre-order a copy of The Miracle Equation on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you want to buy books, wherever you like to buy books. Forward your receipt to MiracleEquation at gmail.com, and you will be enrolled to automatically receive $1,347 in brand new valuable bonuses, including a live six-week course with me that starts in a few weeks, a guided meditation, a two-page implementation guide, and um, some more stuff. So check that out. Pre-order the book at MiracleEquationBook.com. Forward your receipt to MiracleEquation at gmail.com, and you will be all set. Thank you so much for listening to this introduction and uh, hope you enjoy today's episode.
2: Welcome to Eventual Millionaire. I am Jamie Masters, and we have my dear, dear friend, Hal Elrod, back on the show. He wrote the infamous book called The Miracle Morning that has sold millions of copies. Plus, he's coming out with a brand new book. You can go check it out at the miracleequation.com, and there's all sorts of bonuses and craziness that comes along with it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Jamie, thank you for having me. And I just, I love you. So we went down to dinner a few, right? A couple weeks ago. Like I just love hanging out with you. So I'm like, this is just me hanging out and hopefully giving a bunch of value for people watching us hang out with you.
2: Yay. And I, when I say dear friend, we actually hang out. We actually, yeah, actually like a dear friend, not a fake one, you know, <laughs> online friend. No, we live really close. Tell me more about the Miracle Equation because I heard about the Miracle Morning. You tried to get me to do it. I did it. I liked it. <laughs> it was annoying at first, but the Miracle Equation is sort of a, a separate subsection. Actually, I want to read what the thing is. Two decisions to move your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable. So good. Mm, So what are the two decisions? I really want to know what they're
0: first. I'll preface it with this. So the miracle morning is a daily practice for personal development, and it's based on the really a Jim Rohn philosophy, which is that our level of success will always kind of parallel our level of personal development, right? If you want level 10 success, you've got to develop yourself into a level 10 person in terms of your mindset your beliefs your skills your habits your knowledge right and as you grow yourself your ability to create extraordinary results right parallels right along with you so that was the foundation and the miracle morning has as you mentioned i mean it's there it's over a million people a day practice it around the world well i kind of realized that many of us myself included are guilty of what i call being a personal development junkie i'm going to say something that will offend some people in fact i've had some people that are miracle morning fans get like defensive and angry when i say this but personal development deludes us into thinking that we're making progress when that's not always the case what and the reason is this right you can be the most personally developed person on the planet and you can read books and and go to how to change your life lectures and do online courses right and on and on and on but all that knowledge it it tricks us into thinking oh yeah i'm getting smarter i'm getting better i'm getting but that doesn't mean that you're gonna actually translate that knowledge into action that's gonna move you closer to your goals and dreams. And I think so many of us get guilty of thinking, you know, we read book after book after book, but when we're done reading a book, we don't actually do anything with what's in it, except for be like, oh, this is great. This is like, this is gonna change my life. But wait, I got another book on myself. I gotta I got start this one. All we do after we finish a book is read another book, right? So basically, here's the way to frame it is the miracle morning is your daily practice for personal development. The miracle equation is the process for goal achievement. Like that's how you go from, I'm getting better in here and here and here and here and here, here to, I, I want to see the bank account balance actually grow. Oh, I need to, th- that's the miracle equation. Okay, I, I want to see like my, my weight actually my, get thinner. I want to I see results, not just learn a bunch of shit and not do anything with it. And so that's where I saw the need to move it to, you know, from just personal development to you've got to have a process for actually making the things you're focusing on in the morning real tangible results in your life. So that's the premise. And then I can jump into the two decisions if you want.
2: No, I just so appreciate you saying this because knowledge and wisdom, you all have heard that sort of quote, two different things, seeing the results is what people are doing. And we're spending so much time, not actually on the implementation side of anything, but we're really smart. And that's what we think works. Unfortunately, in this day and age of too much information, right? So tell me how you can actually make it tangible for people. What are those two decisions?
0: So yeah, so the two decisions are they are deceptively simple in explanation, but really rare in execution, right? So like when I say if I were to tell you the two decisions, and then we were to be like, great, see you later, you would be like, I got no value, I don't know what to do. That does like, not. That be was for me, cliche. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So the first decision is you have to develop unwavering faith. Mm. The second decision is you have to maintain extraordinary effort, and you have to make these two decisions over and over and over and over again over an extended period of time and that is where you literally take your the most grand vision you have for your life your business your goals your dreams and they you move them along the spectrum day by day by day from possible which anything's possible who cares what's possible we don't we don't we don't, we don't pursue what's possible we pursue what's probable like we need a likelihood i'm not going to just how often do we pursue a goal that you're like yeah probably no chance that'll happen but i'm going to go for it but the world's most successful people they actually do that they actually go you know what Elon Musk is like, well, electric cars, that's like not a real thing, but I'm going to step out on faith that I believe that it could be a real thing. I'm going to maintain that faith and keep moving in the direction of it being a real thing. I'll put forth extraordinary effort, which we're going to make it ordinary here in a second, because the more ordinary it feels, the better. And then you put forth extraordinary effort. And then there's an operative word here until circle until underline it three times. Right. And it's like that most of us give up you know we we we're like oh i'm going to do it and then we try and then it doesn't go as planned and then we're like ah eh, never mind I'm going to go back to the way things were because if I show up to my job every day and get a check, I know it'll pay the bills and that's enough for me because I'm scared of more. <sighs> so yeah. So extraordinary effort. No, let me all pause and give me thoughts.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, I absolutely adore this. I, I found in all the millionaire interviews that I've done, it's the commitment to the result that matters more than the how of anything. And so what you're saying is until like you just keep doing the two decisions until you reach it because you definitely will. Like that's where the probable to actually work.
0: Inevitable. It's Yeah. Like here's, here's an example. Let's say you want to be a millionaire mm-hmm. and he sounds familiar. Does that resonate here? Let's say you want to be a millionaire. Fred, who I was talking to me today, but we were talking about this and I said, Oh, I was in Brazil doing a media thing and th- I have a new mural. Anyway. So she was asking me some question about this. I said, listen to how simple this is. A- and, and that's the thing about success, right? It is, what do they say? It's simple, but not easy. Mm. And it's simple, but not easy. So I said, let's say you want to be a millionaire. I go, let me give you two steps that will guarantee you will eventually Become a millionaire, right? I was plugging your podcast all over. (laughs) (laughs) I said, step one, learn from people that have become wealthy, that are teaching you, whether in their book or whatever, how to do it, right? Not by staring at a vision board, but like tactically Mm. how to do it. And that was something so important for me in this book is I'm like, this will not be woo woo -woo at all. Like the title's kind of woo woo. The subtitle's a little woo woo. But it's like, how do we make this so practical, tangible, and actionable that people don't walk away feeling good and being like, I'm going to make a vision board, but, oh, I'm going to do this, then this, like it's step by step. So anyway, but um, step one is learn from people that have generated wealth, right? You've created wealth. And step two is schedule an hour a day to do one thing, to do the things you're learning in the book, and each day do one thing to move in the direction, and then don't stop. That's it. That's it. And guess what? You eventually become a millionaire. You can't fail. It might take you might want to do it in a year and it takes you four or it takes you 10. But when you finally get to the place that you've been working ho- so hard for so long, you never wish it would have happened any sooner. You're like, oh, it was supposed to take 10 years. It was a, that journey was. I had to go through all that. I had to go through that bankruptcy. i had to go right. You see the perfection in the journey.
2: And it's so hard to see when you're in it for, versus later when you look back. It is right. It is. And that's part of what
0: I talk about in the book with unwavering faith is I go, look, I said, like, if you take the world's greatest athletes, like for me, who growing up, did you have like a favorite athlete? Like, did you, anybody? I
2: watch wrestling like and UFC. Anyway, go <laughs> right,
0: Nice. I talked about Michael Jordan. From yes. When I was a kid, you know, and I think for like every one of my generation, every young man, like Michael Jordan was the epitome of the champion, right? You know, most famous athlete in the world. So Michael Jordan, I believe. And if you, if you study the world's most successful people in any walk of life, right? CEOs, millionaires athletes whatever and we're using an athlete as an example of jordan you find that these are the two fundamental decisions that are responsible for their success so with that first decision unwavering faith you take a michael jordan he made a decision and it may have been an unconscious decision um at some point in his life in his in his basketball career that he would make every shot that he ever took now let me ask you jamie does any player ever has no one's ever made any shot right yeah, like yeah no the average the best players in the world make about 50 percent. that means you miss just as many as you make right but here's the deal even though the possibility of making every shot that michael jordan took it was not real it wasn't possible it was impossible it didn't change that he had unwavering faith every time the ball hit his hand mm. that he was going to make the shot that he took and if he missed that shot most people then that's why these decisions are so counter to our human nature when you miss a shot and when i say miss a shot like that's a metaphor for miss any expectation that you're trying that you're working toward. When you miss a shot, then you start to doubt and you go, oh, maybe I'm not as capable as I thought I was. Now, if you miss two shots in a row, you get, re- "You go, uh-oh, uh-oh, right? And like the bas- average basketball player goes, oh man, it's an off night and they won't shoot anymore. They'll just pass the ball. But the LeBron James's the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, they could miss 17 shots, 25 shots for the first three quarters. Their faith is unwavering and they want the ball every single time because their mental conversation, which is what I teach you to have in the book, is give me the ball. I will make this shot. I will reach this goal. Uh, well, wait a bit. You just missed the last shot. You just failed at the last goal. Yeah, but I have unwavering faith that I will make the next one. And here's what this does it moves your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable because just like Jordan couldn't make every shot he took, you can't make every hit goal, every goal you set. You're not going to. But when you apply the miracle equation, when you approach every goal with unwavering faith and you commit to putting forth extraordinary effort, you now put yourself in a position to achieve greater things than you ever imagined possible.
2: I love this. And I love this even more because your unwavering faith, since I've known you, is incredible unlike any other i mean you've had cancer you've you've had so many things that came up in your life that when i see you you have unwavering faith how the heck do we <laughs> do
0: this teach me please your wisdom so when i came up with the miracle equation i was i mean the irony in this like i was i was we were, our friend Jordan Harbinger we were talking today and he was like so you're really you know Jordan's like you know no doesn't pull any punches He's like you're really milking this miracle thing right this miracle brand and i go you know what's funny jordan i knew from the outside looking in they'd go oh yeah miracle morning was successful so now you did miracle equation like cool right you know it makes sense
2: like that doesn't work for our body sorry just go ahead <laughs> that totally works <laughs> you should totally yeah, do yeah. that
0: <laughs> but but here's the but here's the irony mm-hmm. the miracle equation existed 6 years before the miracle morning was even an idea It wasn't a book idea. It was something that I created to try to break a sales record. And and to put it in context, this means that it was a 14-day sales contest, and I was trying to do something that no one in the 50-year history of our company had ever done, right? So that's pretty scary. Like, not only had I never done it, no human being on the planet had ever done it, right? So you had to step out on faith, right? There was no evidence, only faith. So essentially, it felt like, you know, I was like, this would be a miracle. Like, if I pulled this off, it would be a miracle. And so I ended up, I go into the sales manager's office the day before I'm like, I'll, and I had been spent three weeks going, okay, 20, I'm going to sell $20,000 of kitchen knives, right? I'm 20 years old, $20,000 in 14 days. Oh, it's going to be so hard, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then our, our manager drops this bomb and he goes, Hey everybody, I, I don't know if you know, but the conference got moved back four days. We only have 10 days for the sales contest. And like, I raised my hand. I'm like, no, 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 no. But but, but tell me like, this doesn't count for the record I'm trying to break, right? Like I'm getting a pass because this isn't a full 14 days. He's like, Hal, unfortunately, it still counts. I'm like, ah. So I go home that night and I'm wrestling with what do I do? Do I stick to the gold? Like it was almost impossible at 14 days. At 10, it's like, it's not even, there's no way. Two grand a day, like in that industry at that time, it wasn't doable. And then I remembered something that one of my mentors taught me. And I think this is a Jim Rohnism. He said, the real purpose of a goal isn't to hit the goal. It's who you become along the way. Right? And and specifically who you become by giving it everything you have until the last moment. And the value of who you become extends far beyond whether or not you reach an individual goal. Right. And so I, I went, wait a minute. What if I just went for it? Like I actually tried to pull this miracle off in 10 days. And I knew that if I didn't hit it, it's okay because, but but as long as I like legitimately. Gave it everything I had. Like, what would that do for me and who I became? And so I went for it. And I asked myself, what decisions do I have to make today, like the night before I started to do this? And I thought, okay, well, what are the problems that are going to, that could derail me? And for everybody listening, these are the problems that derail you from your goals and dreams. I don't care who you are. Number one is fear and self doubt. I thought, I guarantee I've been in sales long enough to go, I'm sure I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have, you know, I'm, I'm sure maybe I get halfway through the, the 10 days and I'm I'm nowhere near on track and then I'm going Dad, there's no way I'm gonna do it. So I thought I've got to override my fear and self-doubt with faith. I have to do that by telling and, and here's the thing, Jamie, it's this isn't rocket science. Right? What we focus on expands. What we focus on becomes our reality. So if you have a fear or a self-doubt because you miss a shot, whether literally or figuratively, then the self-doubt creeps in and then you start to question yourself and then you question your goal and you question your ability and you question your commitment and you're consumed by fear and self-doubt. Now, does that move you closer to where you want to go? <laughs> yeah. And most people live that way, right? Yeah. Like that's how they live. Yeah. And so I thought I've got to override that with faith. And here's how I did it. It was very practical. I wrote on a note in my pocket that I kept the entire time. I am committed to giving it everything I have to sell $20,000 in 10 days, no matter what, there's no other option. That's it. It's not rocket science. And that became an affirmation, a mantra, where whenever I had a no cell and I'm like, oh God, I'm not, I would pull it out and I'd go, and I would literally scream it. Like I'd roll down the windows, I would scream it out of my car. I would, I would be like, I am committed to give it everything I have until the last moment, regardless of the results, no matter what, there's no other option. I said that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And if you're watching this, how often every day are you reciting? thoughts and words and directing your focus on a level of unwavering commitment to achieve the result that's the most meaningful in your life i would bet for most people it's not at all if you started doing that how might that shift what you think about how you feel what you focus on and then what you do as a result so that's how you maintain unwavering faith extraordinary effort I said I would make this ordinary. This isn't Gary vaynerchuk chucking it 80-hour-a-day, you know, thank you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. No. I got to go pick up the kids after this. There's, yeah, I got to do what I got to (laughs) do.
0: This is what makes extraordinary effort extraordinary. If I had to sum it up in one word, it's consistency. That's it. It's not 80 hours a day. It's one hour a day. It's one hour a day doing something meaningful that will move you in the direction of your biggest goals and dreams so that you can't not get there. It just is a matter of time now, right? And that's the thing. Most people, we chase squirrels, we get distracted, we get demotivated, we lose the steam that was initially there when we were excited. And so the effort, either whether our faith goes out the window first or the effort, one of them goes, and when one goes, the other one goes, right? When one goes, the other one goes. So these are the two decisions that you don't make them once and then sit back and wait, right? You don't set it and forget it. You make them every day, consciously, actively, and you live in alignment with them and you can't fail. And that's what the book is like. How do you, you know, breaking this down and making it actionable?
2: You embody this anyway, just as a side note. So how does somebody that's a layman go through and go, okay, now I I want those two things and I want to remember to do it every day, right? So you've had consistency of doing it over and over and over again. How do I get myself to do it?
0: Sure. So like in the book, the book in same as the miracle morning, it ends with a 30 day challenge, right? What a and surprise. It, it's kind of, yeah. And then the, and the, and the reason is, yeah. because like I said, usually we get to the end of the book and we're like, great next book, you know? And this book's like, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. you're not allowed to not do that. You have to actually implement what you just learned. Right. You know, and there's a lot of science on it, it takes 60 days or 30 days or 21 days to make it have it. Well, whatever you do something for 30 days. Now it's a part of your world, right? Part of your life. So a few kind of simple steps. Number one, like the book talks about how, and it's very much in alignment with the book, The One Thing, our friend Jeff Woods, right? Is that you, you know, we often set mini goals and goals are fun and cute. You set them, you don't hit them. You set new ones next year. You call them New Year's resolution, whatever, right? And so the idea is that the idea of taking, you set all your goals, right? Okay, I've got eight goals. I've got 10 goals. I've got goals in each area, whatever. And then you get really clear on which of these is my mission. And language is really important because the language that we use affects our emotional response to the words that we say, right? And goals are cute and fun, but missions carry a different weight. Like humanitarian organizations carry out missions, right? The military carries out life or death missions. It's not a, a goal that we move, go into the country <laughs> and don't die. Like, you know, hope we hit that goal. If we don't, then we'll set a new one. No, no, if you don't, you die, right? So, oh, but our mission. So the idea is you, number one is you identify your mission. What is the goal? So set all your goals and then go, which of these goals is the most meaningful? And and for you, you have to measure that. Like for me, it would be like, which one of these will improve the quality of my life more than any other. And another caveat to that is which of these goals would, by pursuing it with this miracle equation, with everything I have would enable me to become the person that I would need to be to achieve everything else I want in my life. Like you know, for me, I, I was told I would never walk again. And then I decided to run a 52 mile ultra marathon. And the funny part is not because I was a runner. I've never run more than a mile in PE class in high school, but I literally, I mean, this is the reason I went, who would I have to become to run 52 miles in one day? Like, I don't know that guy, never met him. I'd love to not only meet him, but I could become him. That'd be freaking crazy. Cause if I became that guy, shit, I could do anything. Like, I don't even know. And so that's an example of a mission where you go by committing to that, it will force me to grow so much that even if whether I hit the goal or not, that doesn't matter. Who I will be at the end of that journey is, man, I will be a different me, right? So that's the thing is set your mission and then write the miracle equation down in writing, right? And it's, it's I am committed to maintain unwavering faith that I, I will give it everything I have to blank, like whatever your mission is, right? And I'll put forth extraordinary effort no matter what regardless of my results, that's an important caveat. I like that. in. regardless of my result, if results aren't going the way you want, like the book talks about, yes, you have to stop, you have to assess, you have to like, you know, make sure you don't just keep going in the wrong direction. Yeah, thank you. Right. <laughs> that's but, good. But you, do, but you absolutely, you know, you, you assess and then you go, okay, you, you have to keep moving forward. And so that's the simple way to, to execute this. And it goes back to what I said with, if you want to be a millionaire, learn what millionaires do, do it every day a little bit, keep doing it until you get there. Now you're a mental millionaire.
2: <laughs> I love how you do break it down so it is simple. It's like a slap in the face to be like, you already know this stuff. Just actually do it instead, because we do have this distrust of ourselves in goal setting, because we're Go like, over. oh, I set this thing. Oh wait, well you know, and whatever excuses come up from that. Oh wait, I set this thing, and then that takes the whole point of goals out, at least to me. So I love the idea of mission. How do you pick just one? <laughs>
0: So, okay, I'm glad you asked that. It is the first time I did this whole idea of mission, I was trying to double my sales. It was actually the last year I was with that company with Cutco. And I was trying to double my sales from and i had been one of their top reps for five years. So to put it in context, like I was every year I was doing I was one of the I was always like the top five out of 50,000. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I want to double my sales. I want to double the best year I've ever done since I only have one more year with the company. I want to go out like with a bang, stop it. (laughs) Um, Sorry. That's okay. I went out with a bang and I thought, you know, what would that look like? And the ultimate reason for me to do that, for me to double my sales, wasn't the income, the money, the recognition. It went back to who would I have to become (laughs) to produce twice as much as the best I've ever done for an entire year. I don't know that guy. I don't, you know, mean? like, oh, that's crazy. So what I did is I got really clear. I've got I, that year. I had a goal to get in the best shape of my life physically. I was, I wanted to meet my wife. That was kind of a goal. It's hard to control, but I'm like, I'm going to put that intention out there. Um, I wanted to rock climb three days a week. I wanted to write my first book. I wanted to launch my speaking career. And I wanted to start my first ever business coaching uh, business. Right? My coaching <laughs> You're not business. an
2: overachiever at all, Hal.
0: <laughs> and that was the first year I like really became like an over, 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 overachiever. I was just, but here's the deal. This, this is what will blow people or like might surprise you. I decided, okay, I want to achieve all these goals, but I can't give equal weight to all of them or I'll probably achieve none of them. And I thought, which one is my mission? And I went, well, this is the last year that I have to sell Cutco. It's the last year I'm with this company. So there's no, I don't get a second chance on this. And if I were to do this, A, it would double my income. So I would have a lot more cash to start this new business and to promote my new book and all of these things, right? And I think it's the hardest goal where I have a reference of going, I would literally be producing twice what I'd ever done. So it's like, so I decided that's my mission. And here's how this lines up beautifully. So in the book, I talk about your mission and then I go, oh, don't forget about all your your other goals the mission all of a sudden, so you have all the goals, the mission rises up to the top. And in a very logistical, practical way, I was not allowed to spend any time on any of my other goals on any day until I had done the process. which In the book, I teach you define your process until I had executed the process that would move me toward my mission. So in the morning, I would make my 20 calls for the day. And once I did that, I earned the right to work on my book for an hour, to start some coaching, work on coaching clients, to go to the gym. That year, I got in the best shape of my life. I was down to 5.7% body fat. I don't know if that's even healthy. (laughs) And I put on like 20 pounds of muscle. I met the woman my dream, who I knew I have two kids with. I wrote my first book and published it, Taking Life Head On. I launched my speaking career and gave my first paid speaking engagement, and I got my first six coaching clients before the year was over, and I hit my goal and doubled my sales and doubled my income.
2: You did double. Darn it. You totally did them all. Okay.
0: But I look back and I go, if I had not have clarified my mission, every day would have been a, a debate on what should I spend time on now, and at the end of the year, I could almost guarantee I would have failed at every single one.
2: I really appreciate this. In doubling your sales in that specific instance, though why wouldn't you go, hey, well, let me make 50 call. Let me spend not however many hours or whatever it is. Why don't I double what that is? And then you wouldn't actually have as much time to do all the rest of this stuff. Like why not try and go all in for some of those things? How did you know that 20 was enough?
0: So a great example, and it actually, it ended up being 40 for the day. Here's how this worked. So in the book, I talk about the power of the process. Like every result that we want to achieve in our life is preceded by a process. And the process is what's required to not only required to produce the result, but if you define the process accordingly, effectively, it's not just required, but it makes the result inevitable, right? So for example, if you want to lose weight, if that's the result you're after, if you limit your caloric intake, and then you increase your cardio exercise every day to burn more calories than you're taking in, unless you have a genetic defect or something, your result is inevitable, you eventually will earn or eventually will lose the weight, right? You know, so you can apply this to anything with the process. So here's what I did. I went, okay, I looked back at my schedule from the year that I had sold $100,000 of cut toe knives, and I was trying to sell 200,000 that year, I counted, I went back because I would tally my calls every day. And so I was able to go back and literally go, how many calls did it take me to sell $100,000? And I went, oh, and it was like 21.2 calls a day or something, right? Like it was right at 20. And I go, so wait, and this takes the fear. Doubling a result like is scary. But when you break it down to the process, I went, wait a minute. I've made 40 calls in a day before. I've never sold $200,000 a year, but I made 40 calls in a day. So I could commit to the process knowing that if I do it every day, the law of averages is going to play out. It's almost inevitable that I will I'll double my income. And I was still scared of the result, but I was not scared of making 40 calls in a day. So I made 20 calls in the morning and then 20 calls in the evening right? Hitting people that were home during the day and then hitting people that were home in the evening. And that's it. And it's like, oh, and I sold $205,000. It doubled. I mean, it's like, it's really not rocket science. Like, that's what I say in the book. I'm like, let miracles aren't these this crazy things. And here's how I define a miracle. All it is, is any result outside the realm of what you believe is probable for you. Therefore, when you hit it, it feels like a miracle. Like when I doubled my income in sales that year, I literally remember I like, I, I got my mail and the week after the year ended and it was my final commission statement and you never know if the orders are all going to go through sometimes you have like they don't go through credit cards declined right and i was like close and so i opened my i was standing at the foot of my bed and i opened my commission statement and it says two hundred and five thousand dollars. and i remember i literally like you can insert classical music here i like i opened my arm with my commission statement in hand and i just like like i was falling on a bed of clouds i was like oh my god i did you know and that's the experience I want people to have with this book is like you are capable of so much more and this unlocks that for you and I want you to have an experience of standing at the foot of your bed and whatever your miracle is right six months from now you're whatever you fall back and you're like I can't believe I did it like I cannot believe i did it freaking crazy and then you move on to your next miracle
2: you gave me goosebumps i love this okay <laughs> everybody make sure they pick up the book i know we have to start wrapping up but i want to talk about this next time after many months after this is a huge international bestseller then we'll chat again because i'll have more okay. of your time because i know you're running from podcast to podcast literally you should listen to him on a bazillion of the best podcasts because he's going on an amazing tour right now that's why you're with jordan um but yep, i'm going to yep. ask you the last question what is one action listeners can take this week to help move them forward towards their goal of a million? Yes. I'm, gonna, I'm actually
0: going to revisit an action that I gave earlier, right? Repetition is key. So here's the deal. Number one is define your mission. So look at all of your goals. And if you don't have your goal set, set the goal, right? Go, go, go Google an article on how to set goals, right? Like, you know, if you don't have a page, most of you probably are. But look at all your goals and revisit them and ask yourself which of these is is the most meaningful, most significant, and, and maybe most important. By giving it everything I have, it would enable me to become a version of myself that I've never met, but that could accomplish anything that version ever put their mind to. And then that is your mission. And then I'm given the second step, which is that miracle equation. Put that in writing and phrase your mission. I am committed to give it everything I have to reach this blank, whatever your mission is, right? No matter what, there is no other option and just and read that every day and then live in alignment with it and now your success becomes inevitable. If you have a mission and you're doing something every day that moves you in the direction of that mission it's inevitable, you will eventually get there.
2: Everybody go to the equationcom so you can pick it up with all the bonuses. And one thing that I feel like you do really, really well is build a community around this. So do you, are you going to have a miracle equation community also that I can join and be part of the challenge?
0: Yeah, we have 200,000 people <laughs> in the miracle morning Facebook group, you know, and 500, 600,000 in the email community. And so I'm like, I don't think that I should divert. I think, you know, I'm just, it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be the Miracle Morning community. Yeah. And the beauty of it is everybody when Miracle Morning came out, I was an, I was not an author. I was unknown. It's so wild to launch this book and have like hundreds of people because po- like I have we have 300 people on the reader, advanced reader team that are all Miracle Morning fans. And there's just hundreds of selfies online. And people are like, this book's as good as the Miracle Morning. It's just different. And you know, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I'm not sure what the the, the community, is the, it's the Miracle Morning community. We might just rename it the Miracle Community. I'm, I'm not sure. We'll figure that out.
2: So that's what I wanted to highlight. I want everybody to go check that out because the amount of community that you have, so you're not alone to do this because I know yeah. we're the weirdos listening to podcasts by ourselves and our families might not know what we're doing and we're kind of crazy. And your community is just so fantastic of people really helping each other and putting each other up and helping boost the yeah. the neededness of personal development in wisdom and actually doing it so i so so appreciate it everybody should go check out the miracle morning community whatever you call it i don't actually care but as long as everybody's in it and, and working together on the goals and doing this challenge thank you so much hal for coming on again as always
0: thank you jim